0: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
1: For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is, Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch, when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.
2: Grammar Girl here. Eliza in Alaska recently asked whether she should use who or that to refer to a board of directors. So today we're going to decide whether companies are people or things. In other words, whether you use the relative pronoun who or that when referring to an entity like a company or board of directors. I had to look this up the first time someone asked. For many years before I became Grammar Girl and had to answer people's questions, I simply rewrote sentences to avoid having to figure this one out. What confused me was that even though companies are entities, they're made up of people. But it turns out that this somewhat confusing fact is actually one of the keys to knowing which pronoun to use. You see, a company, because it's just a legal entity, can't actually do much. It's the company's people who typically take action. So although you might often see it written that a company laid off 1,000 people, to be precise, it was actually the company's managers or directors who laid off all those people. The board members might like you to think the big bad amorphous company was to blame, but in the end, it was the people who made it happen. So instead of letting those managers hide behind a bad grammar, call them out, use proper sentences like this one. Today, the MegaCo directors who just gave themselves a raise, laid off 1,000 factory workers. Similarly, you'd use the word they and not it to continue the paragraph. Today, the MegaCo directors who laid off 1,000 factory workers, gave themselves a raise. They should be ashamed of themselves. So there's one rule. When action, good or bad, is taken in a corporate environment, usually it's the people at the company doing the work. And if you need to use a pronoun, you obviously refer to people as who. Nevertheless, it's true that sometimes you have to refer to a corporation. If a company is acquired, for example, and you want to add a bit of extra information, you might write something like this. Megaco, the company that was named Worst Place to Work in 2007, will be acquired by MondoCo in December. Similarly, you would use the word it when continuing the paragraph. Megaco, the company that was named worst place to work in 2007, will be acquired by MondoCo in December. The CEO of Megaco said the company is expected to sell for $1 billion, despite the fact that it was recently valued at $500 million. Not all companies are bad, but if it helps you remember the grammar rules to think of them as unfeeling, faceless entities, then I give you permission to do so.
3: For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today.
0: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
2: Another way to think of this is that corporation and board are collective nouns, meaning they're nouns that describe a group, just like orchestra, team, and family. In the United States, collective nouns are usually treated as singular. It would be silly to refer to the corporation as he or she or she. So the only singular pronoun that remains is it. It's more complicated in Britain, where collective nouns are usually treated as plural, but then I think it makes sense to fall back on the idea that corporations and boards are entities and can't take action without people. It is important to note that this is an area where there is some disagreement. For example, a lawyer wrote in arguing that a corporation should be treated as a person because it's considered a legal person under the law, And you can certainly find common usage where people refer to corporations using pronouns, such as who and they. I found it interesting that Merriam-Webster's Dictionary of English Usage gives a lot of credit for the growing use of plural pronouns to refer to companies, to advertising and PR people at those corporations trying to present a more human and less monolithic face to the public. Nevertheless, most grammarians lean in the direction of companies being nameless, faceless entities that should be treated as singular nouns and not personified. A striking divergence from the idea of not personifying companies, though, is that it's fine to use whose as the possessive pronoun when you're referring to a company, or a table for that matter. Because English doesn't have a possessive pronoun to go with that or which, we have to use whose. And for the most part, everyone just accepts the idea. For example, there's little objection to sentences such as these. That is the company whose managers fled the country. That is the table whose legs were damaged last week. And remember that whose in this case is spelled W-H-O-S-E, not W-H-O apostrophe S. So there you go. Companies are just legal entities and should be referred to as such, using words like that and it. It's the company's people who do most of the work, and you already know that they should be referred to as who or they. This week, I'm excited to tell you that we've launched the first new Quick and Dirty Tips podcast in a long time, and I think you're going to really like it. The host, Steve Robbins, gives productivity tips, and the show is called The Get It Done Guy's Quick and Dirty Tips to Work Less and Do More. This week, Steve's is talking about how to handle an email backlog, which could come in handy next week if you're traveling for Thanksgiving. You can find the Get It Done Guy podcast at iTunes and at quickanddirtytips.com, where you can also find a transcript of this podcast, my contact information, photos from the Grammar Girl Flickr group, a link to the Facebook quiz to go with this episode, and all the other great Quick and Dirty Tips podcasts. There's no Behind the Grammar podcast this week because I'm behind on writing my book. That's all. Thanks for listening. Sometimes it takes a different approach to
0: help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing flex-path learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.
1: For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night